0: Hockey fights, lifestyle, and tales from a first-round draft bust? We have it all and more on the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team in the NHL.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, all. Obviously, this episode will drop on Tuesday and will be long past Thanksgiving, but we wanted to wish all of you guys a happy and healthy Thanksgiving, and we hope you are enjoying your time with your family safely. Uh, You know, from me and Mikey here, we uh, wish you all the best, and uh, we hope you're enjoying your turkey or your tofurkey, or uh, maybe you're getting a spoonful of Mikey's famous mashed potatoes. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the secret of what makes them great, but. Maybe he will one day.
0: It's just cream cheese. <laughs> cream cheese in it. It's ton cream
1: cheese. Butter. So, so he, he, so now he, he told you all. So now it's not even a secret. Uh, but we are, uh, we are so stoked to be here. We have got an awesome interview uh, with our boy uh, Dave Courtney. He is the uh, web video producer for the Florida Panthers, amongst a ton of other things. Uh, but our interview with him was just a total blast. Uh, we got to talk about what got him into. You know, the video producing field, uh, all of the cool connections that he has, his love for music, his love for all things Buffalo. And um, it really is a great interview. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Before we launch into that, uh, you know, we're not an Islanders podcast. We talk about that all the time. But I think this kind of transcends the Islanders specifically. But, uh, you know, we got the unfortunate news that uh, Johnny Boychuk is going to be forced to put down the gloves and the skates uh looks like the eye injury he suffered um you know doctors have said is uh you know too severe for him to continue playing at the risk of losing his sight so he is calling it a day after a storied career uh you know but uh we were really really thankful to have him as a part of the team he was an integral part of the locker room and did so many great things for us so Uh, Just a little bit of insight on, uh, you know, what that's making you feel, Mikey, and what you think of uh, Boychuk's tenure with the Islanders.
0: Honestly, a lot is on his shoulders. Like, a lot of our rebuild and the direction that our team has gone, like, probably the last five years, is really due to Boychuk taking a chance on the New York Islanders. When Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, big name free agents would never even consider going to play for Long Island like him and Letty in the same offseason were like all right let's let's be a part of building this team and you know the tail end of any contract is sometimes a little brutal mm-hmm. and you know a lot of fans are like they forget that they forget how important he was in you know building this core team mm-hmm. like if if he didn't come to the islanders who knows if we would have like Pajot or yeah. you know i'm 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 just even trying to think like Varlamov or any of these like free agents that yeah. were like yeah i like the the team that the the islanders are building i'll i'll go and live in the suburbs like you know it's it's once you get to long island you realize how amazing it is Mm-hmm. But like from a kid that's in the middle of Canada, and like told that they have to move to, you know, the the suburbs of New York. Yeah, maybe they don't realize like how awesome it is. Like
1: sure, sure, being yeah. so close
0: to the city, being close to the beaches, and yep, all of that. But you know, it, it it's really sad to see Johnny go out this way. You would want him to have like his his chance to do like his exit tour. Yeah. And, and you know he he really is one of those players even with all the injuries that he sustained over his career he still like left it all out on the ice and you have yeah. to appreciate you know those grit and glue guys and mm-hmm. i have a, a personal story with the boy chuck family that i i don't i can't remember if i've shared it on the podcast or not um you know i posted a picture from the game that I was in in Nashville, like I, I told the story about how I met Scott Gomez and he gave us family passes and like, you know, Danny, his wife, my mm-hmm. wife, we all went and like after the game met all the players and the Boychuck family was there. And like we felt like really awkward because it was like Anders Lee's family, Matt Barzell's mm-hmm. family, Boychuck's family, Cal Clutterbuck's family. Like they were all like in the stands waiting to like see their family member. And then it was, like, us. So, like, we felt really out of place. Like, you know, these guys only have a few minutes before they have to get on the bus. And we're here, like, can we get a picture with you? So we, we were kind of, like, keeping our distance because we, we, we knew it wasn't, like, the time or place to, to like, fan out. special. And then, like, fast forward a couple of months later, John Ledecky invited us to a game to go in his owner's suite. And we're watching the game, and the Islanders were, like, getting pretty blown out in the first period but then they had like a really like intense comeback and as they're making their comeback Mr. Ledecki and Mr. Boychuk pop over and like come and say hi in the box and I shit you not Mr. Boychuk remembered meeting us in Nashville Oh wow. Yeah. It was just like so so like humbling. Like just so such a down to earth person. Sure, And then about a minute later, Johnny rips a slapper from the blue line and scores (laughs) while his dad is in the box with us. And we're like all jumping down, jumping up and down, hugging each other. Mr. Boychuk reacted like he just watched his son score his first NHL goal. I love it. Love it. But like Johnny is at this point a a Stanley Cup champion. He is a veteran. And his dad reacted like it was the first time he ever saw his son score a goal. And it was just so precious to watch to, it really just shows you how special the game of hockey is to some mm-hmm. people.
1: Yeah. And
0: Absolutely. I'll never forget that.
1: Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's such an awesome story. Um, you know, I've, uh, <clears throat> I've never had the opportunity to, you know, to meet Johnny here, but, uh, you know, I've heard so many stories of, um, <clears throat> you know, his outreach and him, uh, you know, being, being a part of it all and being accessible to fans, which is a great thing. Um, so one quick thing I, I do want to get your, uh, your insight on is, you know, now with, you know, Boychuk unfortunately not available for us. Um, you know, looking at the defense now, I mean, obviously we've, we've got, you know, Pellick and Pullock, Letty, and presumably Dobson, but who's going to fill out, you know, the rest of our, uh, our defensive contingent now, what do you think?
0: Um, honestly, I think like Dobson just goes right in and, and it fills that role. Okay. Um, you know, I also think Andy green will be like signed. I, I think that he has earned himself a, another one year deal. Mm-hmm. So right there, I think that's, that's going to be our defensive core. Um, I, I think, we're we're in good shape and that that cap space that it frees up like it's way more complicated than you know oh we get like what we were gonna pay boy exactly but it does like once we hit our cap then i guess that money opens up it's it's super complicated and don't listen to us to try to break it down (laughs) but i i think it's one step closer to us finalizing that deal with with barzy so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure Boychuck's going to be involved some way with the team. Yep. Like, I can't just see him, like, skating off and not having his hand in hockey just because of the personality he has. Yep. So, you know, it, it's it, it's sad on, on one end, but kind of, you, you got to feel kind of optimistic on the other end that, you know, it was doom and gloom thinking about. Yeah how we were going to sign all these guys a couple of months ago and now the pieces are starting to fall into place. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe this means that we can also get like a a Mike Hoffman or a, another offensive player to just kind of round out the team.
1: Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's all you can hope, man. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting rest of the off season. You know, I, I know they're, um, I was reading a little bit that there's some rumored deals, you know, obviously with Andy green, even bringing, uh, uh, Martin back into, they were saying. So, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see, but, um, you know, obviously from all of us, you know, from me and Mikey, we, uh, you know, we're saddened and bummed out that, you know, Boychuk's career ended this way, but we are eternally grateful for, you know, everything he he gave to our organization, the legitimacy he provided and bringing, you know, real good talent over, and uh, you know we wish him all the best in his recovery and his uh, you know post hockey play in life. But I have a feeling, knowing knowing the way Johnny Boychuk is, he he's not going to stay away from hockey. He'll uh, he'll be around in some capacity, I'm sure. But uh, on that note, uh, we do have another really awesome thing uh, to uh, discuss with you before we lead into our our interview. Uh, we have been fortunate over the past few months to become uh, really good friends with our our. Buddies, in uh, you've heard us talk about him many times in uh, Orlando's Out of Time, and uh, they <laughs> and I laugh as I say it because when you hear it, I mean you 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 won't be able to help yourself. It is just an incredible cover of um, of a Machine Gun Kelly track that they are dropping on the 11th of December officially. However, they have given us carte blanche to formally introduce it. And play it for the very first time on our podcast, uh, which we are really, really excited about. Um, if you haven't listened to Out of Time yet, uh you're you just you're just a dumb dummy. You're missing <laughs> out. They are a fantastic band. Um, and uh you know, I'll be honest. Fantastic
0: uh, band, but
1: most importantly, fantastic people.
0: Yeah. fantastic people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's the truth. But I um I'll let Mikey talk to you a little bit about it and lead into uh the debut of it, because I'll be real. I have haven't even listened to the actual machine gun Kelly version of it, but I can already tell you that out of time did it better without even have, <laughs> having listened to it. So
0: yeah, it's the machine gun Kelly song that fe- features Halsey. And I when when they told me that they were doing it, uh, the, the track is called forget me too. Um, I was like, man, who's going to do like the Halsey part? Because that's what stands out to me in that song <laughs> is like how like pop punk and like, you hate to like make the comparisons. Like, when you hear a female vocalist on a pop punk track, like, oh, it sounds like Haley Williams from Paramore. But like, Halsey has like said it numerous times that she is a fan of this genre of music. And sure. yeah. hearing her and Machine Gun Kelly on that track was just like refreshing because they're huge superstars. Oh, yeah. And, and singing kind of music that we love. And I was like, man out of time's got big shoes to fill. Like, I hope they they pull it off. And then they sent me the demo of, like, a few weeks later, and I was like, oh, they pulled it off. And then they <laughs> sent me the final mix, and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to put them next level. Like, it is so good. And I'm so excited for them, watching them just, like, grow bef- before our eyes and getting their name out there and getting on a bunch of, like, huge playlists. I I, I love it. I love to see it. I wish them the best, and I hope that you enjoy their cover of Machine Gun Kelly's song, Forget Me Too. Make sure you pre-save it and get it on your playlist when it drops in December. And I guess let's go to our interview with Dave Courtney, web video producer for the Florida Panthers. I saw you walk in the room and I tried
1: my best not
2: to panic because I'm looking for the back door. Put your hole on the wall back on and then, and then, and then a couple hours later in room 29 at the chateau
1: Welcome, welcome friends and foes we are here with one and only mr dave courtney web video producer and extraordinaire for the florida panthers we are super stoked to have you on and really super stoked to talk about uh, all the cool things you do and all the music you love so dave what's going on man appreciate you taking the time to be on with us
2: How's it going, boys? Um, This is a little weird for for me. I'm usually on the other side of the camera asking the questions, so getting (laughs) asked a few uh, is going to be pretty cool, so very excited to do so, and uh, yeah, anything you'd like to know about it, for sure.
0: So if you want to just ask yourself questions, go right at, you know, Tom and I are never prepared, and we just kind of wing it, and it always turns out awesome, but if you have all those questions lined up, man have at it.
1: <laughs> uh I'm so
0: essentially <laughs> uh
2: jeez, Louise, I mean I, it's basically all uh, all your your rapid fires that you'd hear in uh in a scrum, right? You you know the uh well, you know, looking forward to tonight's game, what do you think that uh, you guys need to do here uh to fix this power play, things of that nature? So usually usually those are the the dry hockey questions, but um but yeah, yeah like any- why do, why do
0: why do we even ask those questions anymore? Because it it is so robotic all, the responses are always the same, but yet those are the go-to questions in between periods.
2: You know, uh, my dad asked the same question. Uh, I'm honestly not sure as far as the, you know, the content is concerned, but every once in a while you get, you get someone fired up and, and you get that money quote. That's the best for us, you know, as far as you know, being able to you know, match it with a, a video clip for social or to be able to just utilize a raw interview that was really impactful um you know they're they're usually a little dry at times but i'll i'll say that i've had some pretty cool memorable ones as well that that meant a lot to be a part of
0: i'm sure Boyle's so, a pretty good interview i feel like he probably just calls it as it is like he's a, a vet at this point where he could probably get away with a little more than maybe a, a rookie or you know a guy on an entry level contract would get away with
2: boilers a true professional he was excellent for us last year so well spoken at any time that you got a couple minutes with him uh was just fantastic we always enjoyed working with him and just a warrior obviously uh has just been through it all uh personally and professionally uh we we really enjoyed having him on the on the cats
0: oh yeah man so I guess let's let's before we go into like your day to day nitty gritty stuff I guess let's go into how you ended up getting to this position where you are working with the Florida Panthers. So are you a Florida guy? Are you born and raised in Florida?
2: Uh, No, absolutely not. Actually 10, 10 years in right now, this is going to be my 10th season with the team. Uh, So it seems like a really long time, but uh, I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. I lived there for uh, 10 years. And then I actually moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina, where I believe you guys are stationed, if that's correct. I am, yep. Whereabouts in Charlotte?
0: Uh, I'm in Huntersville.
2: I used to work at J.D. Rocker Subs and Salads at Burkdale Commons.
0: Okay, I don't even know if that is still there or not.
2: It's not, but but Birkdale's Birkdale's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I lived in Charlotte uh, through high school and college. I went to UNC Greensboro for media studies and broadcasting and got an internship with both the Charlotte checkers and green street club, uh, which was in downtown Greensboro. So I got to, you know, work for free for both of those, uh, you know, those places for two years while I was finishing up my degree and, uh, put my resume out to all 30 AHL and NHL teams and put like a demo reel together and a resume cover letter and just sort of shop for the stars, I guess. And I got some bites. I got some interviews and I got the offer down in Florida and Actually, one of my best friends uh, from Charlotte came down to Fort Lauderdale to pursue music. And back in the day when you map quested uh, things, he <laughs> map quested his apartment to BB&T Center, the at the time Bank Atlantic Center. And uh, he looked it up and it was like 11 minutes away. And he's like, dude, we're going to be roommates. So I'm, I moved down and, um, you know, I guess the, the rest is kind of history there.
0: Cool. So. Can can we talk about your time with the the Charlotte Checkers real quick? Because, you know, I, I'm a big AHL fan and I feel like the Charlotte Checkers organization is probably top, you know, top ten in the AHL, like of how they draw and also like just the whole in in game experience. So uh I I guess if you're saying that you are going on like year ten of being uh down in Florida, You must have like been with the checkers when they like got the team back from like Albany, right?
2: Basically they, they had been there, um, came back down. Like you said, they went to time Warner cable arena, uh, Mm -hmm. first, uh, which, which is where my time was spent, which was definitely weird because I grew up going to the Bojangles Coliseum and seeing them play at, at the barn that, that, you know, and love now, and so it was, it was definitely it was kind of like a Barclay situation where it was just a it was very weird to put hockey in there. But um, I had some really great experience with the radio broadcaster Jason Shia. Uh, he played on my beer league hockey team, uh-huh. so he he knew what I was going to school for and uh, just brought me in. And I did all the weekend games and uh, I would rush back to Greensboro and work shows at uh, Green Street Club. Uh, whether it had been you know video or or audio or lighting or just straight up running to the grocery store for uh, you know for catering or whatever, so um, the checkers were excellent. I loved uh, loved my time there. It was like I said, it was a little weird um, culturally at the time. I think, but uh, I am so so proud and happy for them. You know, over these past few years, and happy that like my parents and my good friends that are hockey fans in Charlotte can go to the, you know, go to those games back at Bojangles again. And it just, it feels so authentic, right. Um, they just really have, have just a great natural AHL vibe there. So, uh, we're super looking forward to, to working with them and being a part of that organization. dude, I forgot about that. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be working up there with those boys and, you know we we joke at work now, they're like, "Oh, Dave, like you'll never get a real vacation home because you're gonna end up working uh working <laughs> over at the arena for a couple of shifts or something. so
0: no dude, you know i I think that they do a great job, like you know, especially their their video production team as well, like you know when there's not action on the ice, like they keep you glued to that jumbotron because it's so entertaining,
2: really looking forward to catching a game. at at Bojangles, uh, you know, both professionally, uh, or personally.
1: Sure. Hell yeah. So, so I want, I want to jump in real quick. I gotta, I gotta jump in real quick. Just, just gotta, gotta ask you if you have any cool Yager stories.
2: Uh, actually the, the only thing I really wanted to write down, uh, for this whole interview was to remember to, to tell my, my Thanksgiving day story, which, uh, it does involve Yarmir Yager. Excellent. So, um, this is back in 2016, 17, I believe. And I was heading back from a brunch and I had to go to the arena because I had a shoot on black Friday and I can't remember what it was for, but I had to go get my equipment. So I'm really close with the ice technician. Uh, his name's Graham. He's, uh, unbelievable. Uh, makes sure that we have ice down in Florida, which seems impossible some days, but uh, makes it happen. So I gave him a call on the way to the arena and asked him, uh, I was like, Hey, do you mind if I you know, skate around, shoot around for you know, a half hour while I was there? And he's like, yeah, you know, should be, should be fine. I don't think anybody would be out there. So I went over there and I brought my skates, my stick and a couple pucks and my gloves, And I start, I start lacing up out in the arena bowl and, and the house lights start to warm up. So I'm like, oh, maybe they're just on a timer or something. Like now I can actually see what I'm shooting at, right? So I get out there, start skating, shooting, and the light from the the locker room door starts to to creep open, and uh, and Yogs comes out, you know, full warm up gear, uh, you know, ankle weights on, uh, you know, shoulder weights on, and just a just a toque and you know some warm ups and. He comes out and I've gotten to, you know, I had gotten to travel with Yogs for a few years uh, on the team plane and and doing all the video stuff. So he knew who I was and I skated up to him and, and he goes, holy shit. <laughs> and I said, what's up? And he goes, nothing. Just watching you skate. And I, I told him, like, you know, I'll, I'll get out of here. No problem. You know, I can I can just I can get out of here. And he's like, no, no, no. You take that half of the ice. I take this half of the ice. He's like, take some pucks. I have a bunch of them. So he's got a bucket of pucks. I start throwing some over on one end of the ice and I'm like, Oh geez, what is going on? <laughs> so, so I go over there, I start skating, shooting and he's doing his thing on the other half of the ice. And then already at this point I had texted my dad and I'm like, you have no idea what's going on right now. This is crazy. Uh, so I, you know, I, I get back on there and, you know, 15 minutes, you know, go by or so. And and it seemed like he was like kind of scouting me for a moment. And he, he called me over and he said, hey, come pass to me. So I go over to one circle. He sets up 40 pucks and he stands on the, on the other circle at the hash mark. And he goes, OK, pass them to me hard. <laughs> so I rip, him, I, I rip him a set of 40 and, and he's like, OK, set them up again and uh, set them up again. And, and he and he rips one tease and he goes, OK, he's like, you go over there, keep skating. I'm going to take a break. <laughs> so at this point, I'm flying around the ice, obviously, just freaking out. And uh, he sets the pucks up on the other side of the circle, so on the far board side of the circle. And, uh, you know, he stands on the other side and brings me back over, and he says, okay, pass them to be harder. <laughs> <laughs> so we do another two sets of 40, and at this point, like, you know, my forearm is bulging. I have, like, I already have, you know, just calluses and uh, blisters in my hands from just gripping the stick so hard trying to rip it to this guy and uh, we're both beating sweat he comes over to me and he gives me a fist bump and he goes happy thanksgiving and i said happy thanksgiving <laughs> so that was probably my favorite Yog story for sure unbelievable I love that that
1: is that is that is wild a kid i mean
0: kid from buffalo yeah you know growing up and then having that experience like man I'm sure that's something that you're going to remember the rest of your life.
2: The next, uh, the next game day, we were in the locker room uh, doing media, and he goes, "Hey," he goes, "Hey, have you have you played recently?" And I said, "Yeah, we had a game on Sunday, but we lost by two. And he goes, "Oh, you'll get him next time." <laughs> he's so positive. He's, he's <laughs> unbelievable. He's Those just mild- he's positive a positive guy.
0: Is I he still it. playing? Like I'm pretty sure, like, like either two years ago Dude. or even last season, I saw that he was still playing in like in the, like some Czech league.
2: He's he owns a team. He plays for the team. He drives the Zamboni for the team. Uh, <laughs> probably makes the food too. I bet. I don't know what else he does. Oh my god! Um, what a legend! What a legend. he's unbelievable. It was it was such a pleasure. Uh, I guess the only other thing from Yogs was. I, I got to do, uh, all of his videos for when he, when he passed for, for, uh, you know, second all time in points, the uh, 1888. Awesome. So I got to do those jumbo chan videos and web and web videos and all the thank yous from all the greats. And, you know, I'm, I'm recording Patrick Waugh on a country club, you know, golf course at seven in the morning before a game, because we want to have, you know, Patrick Waugh uh, wishing yags, uh, you know. Uh, you know, congratulations and stuff. So it's been it's been wild down here. I, I mean, I've got I've got plenty of fun ones for sure.
0: Unbelievable, yeah that that's that's great, man. So I guess we could come back to some more of these hockey conversations, but you know, we are a hockey and music podcast, and you were saying that you uh, interned at a venue in Greensboro. I haven't been to that one yet, but um, I guess like. Were you connected with the scene in Buffalo before you made your move down south or like did it start like really when you
2: were in college at Greensboro? Uh, well, I went to high school in Charlotte. So oh, really? I yeah, um, I was in Indian Trail, so down in the Matthews area. Mm-hmm. and uh, And that's definitely where, you know, all of my, you know, real true music roots kind of started to formulate aside from your your blink twos, your newfound glories your limp biscuits right um so from charlotte uh it was tremont music hall for me all day uh that yeah. i'm sure you've heard from many people uh that you've had on the podcast how special that place was to charlotte and uh in the you know just the scene here in general um you know i i always thought that charlotte was one of the best places to find local music because all through high school and college we were just and just north carolina in general really like we were able to just bounce from venue to venue and they were so fun and and there's was, was so eclectic and there's so many great bands from so many different genres uh in charlotte but um you know, I, I did some light video work for bands like like Harvard and Junior Astronomers and and Wretched, uh, you know, out of Charlotte. And then once I went into Green uh, Green Street uh, on the, you know, on the venue side, I was you know doing videos for you know Jedi Mind Tricks and you know bands like Vera and um, you know other pop like Personnel and the Starting Line and Kenny and and all that stuff. So, um, you know, once once I got into you know, stuff down here in in Florida and started making the web video content, I wanted to implement, you know, my friend's bands. And, you know, it was tough to, you know, have voiceover video and and stories going on with, with vocals underneath. So I started asking friends, you know, hey, like, you know, would you guys be willing to provide the instrumentals to your records, and and we can you know co-pump everybody and and you know show love across the board? So uh, started small, but you know these days working with you know bands like Free Throw and Newfound and Charmer and Such yeah. Gold and uh, you know the boys from Transit and Weatherbox and Keep Flying, you know all all the good guys that that we know throughout the scene here. Um, that also love hockey. Right. So it it made those guys really excited right away that we were able to cross promote like that. And, you know, it being able to slip them in there and, and, and you know, have comments from people and noticing and, and things like that. It's just it's super exciting and it means something to me. And uh, it's just kind of a you know, it's kind of a little niche thing that I have. Uh, compared to my counterparts, right? Like other you know, other guys, don't have access to this stuff be- because they don't ask, right? Like I just uh, I just ask and and follow through, and and it's been it's been working really well for for a long time.
0: Now, when you so, like um, pitch that to your boss, was your boss like totally on board and like, yeah, you can use your friends' bands in these videos?
2: Originally, I had uh, I just started doing it, and <laughs> and, and and that's just, the best it, way, man. Yeah, like, you know, I guess it's uh, better to ask for forgiveness than permission sometimes. Oh, yeah. And that was sort of the situation. It was just, you know, web video uh, was so new at the time, you know, back when I was starting full time with the team in, in 2014. Uh, so just anything we could do, right, was was cool and, and exciting. Uh, but after a while, they started to realize, they're like, why, why do all of our videos sound like Dave music? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so I spread it out a little more. I got, I got some more contacts, you know, I started speaking to, you know, Kenny from the starting line, he, he has a project called vacationer and that's all instrumental stuff. And, uh, and, you know, bands, you know, that are a little, little on the lighter side, uh, hip hop artists as well, uh, from Asheville, um, from Phoenix, just, uh, ones that I like, you know, um, that's uh, as much as I can implement, uh, you know, and pull off,
1: I'll, I'll do it. So, have you ever um, had an experience where, like, you know, you, you end up producing like a video for, uh, you know, a specific player for a specific moment, you know, using some of your Dave music, and then uh, one of the players, you know, after they see the package, reaches out into you and is, you know, is like, you know, that that music was pretty cool, man. Like, what is that? I uh, I wouldn't say any any player particularly.
2: Um, it's it's more so on the fan side. Like it's it, when they when they find out that that I'm the one that's putting it in there, uh, you know they they want to know you know the same sorts of things like you know how do you know those guys how you know how do you uh, you know pull that off with everybody um, as long as it fits the mood of the video uh, it's usually cool like it's usually okay um, you know you, it's it's just funny because they they call it Dave music anytime that they hear just like a tiny moving parts riff. Or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anything noodly and emo they're they're just like, oh, there's Dave music. So, you know, the reason I ask that is because we're on a constant crusade here at Bardown Breakdown to try to find, you know, any professional hockey players that actually are listening to like decent music. Because every every single thing we seem to run into, with the exception of a small few, is all like weird euro trance music and like weird Swedish like pop and like just stuff that like seems to be put in a blender and spit out. so you know, I'm just still on that crusade to try to like find you know some hockey players that are like, "Oh yeah, tiny moving parts, I love them. I listen to them before games so that I can rejoice and be happy. <laughs>
2: you know, you know, who actually like, like, likes pop punk are, yeah, our, are our goaltenders um, because we've had both James Reimer and Mike McKenna here. And both of those guys, um, they love pop punk. Uh, maybe not to the extent of how we do, uh, but you know, those guys, you know, knew a lot of fun bands that, that we listened to back in the day, the some 41s and, um and blinks of the world and stuff like that but uh to be to be honest with you like they they play the same seven to ten songs over and over again all year long so (laughs) it's uh and it's usually like you said it's usually like club bangers and stuff like that yeah uh, in the locker room at least you know but um like anton strawman he he like he likes some heavier uh like probably you know probably you know heavier jams than uh than what we'd expect here in the, in the states but uh yeah it's not it's not as easy as as you'd think to find any that that love uh love rock and roll in general
1: yeah it, it it's it's kind of harrowing you know because you but I guess when it comes down to it you know things you know across the pond are a lot different and you know i I guess sometimes we lose sight of that but um so just a couple of questions I was kind of cruising along on your on your instagram just uh kind of you know, looking at all the cool creepy. stuff you've shot and all the all the videos you have, yeah. and um, so the first thing I, I want to bring up is it, it seems as if our our paths have crossed once without us knowing about it. Oh, nice. But um, I, uh, I I came across your your video, and it looks like uh, um you were at the uh, the farewell transit shows on Long Island um, at uh, Amityville Music Hall, and uh, I was there and no way. Uh, that was a hell of an experience no way yeah yeah you you bet you man i was uh you know i've always, I've been a huge huge transit fan you know it was awesome when we uh you know we we got uh joe on uh you know a bunch of episodes back to chat a little bit about hockey and 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 all this kind of stuff but uh yeah transit was you know was one of my favorite bands and uh you know when when they announced that they were calling it quits and doing these uh know these set of reunion shows i at least wanted to make sure that i got to both of the long island ones they did a matinee and a late night one but uh yeah cool to cool to know that you were there um but i'd love to hear i mean you know your your little caption here is fort lauderdale long island via car plane bus subway and train so uh did you have any fond memories of uh of getting there in one piece
2: uh that show is super special for all of us right you know, that show meant so much to everybody. Uh, I think they, they, what they play, like a dozen, they played like 10 or 12
1: yeah. shows
2: to finish it out. And, yep. and I'll tell you that, I mean, for sure memorable because it was to play the Islanders uh, for, you know, games five and six, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we flew on the team charter. We took the bus to the hotel. We t- I took the subway to the train i got on the long island train all the way to the Am- amityville exit which is the last one right it's
1: close it's like uh, last train. it's not the, it's not the last one but it's 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 out there for sure yeah <laughs> yeah it's really so, close to be in the last one
2: yeah yeah way way out there and um and, and joe and and tory had uh had gotten me on the list but i had already bought a ticket anyways like i mm-hmm. just want make sure that i was going to be able to go right of course yeah so yeah i went i went by myself uh i went i went by myself to that show uh so i just went and spent a bunch of really good time with uh with all all those guys you know just Tori and pj and dan and 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 joe and and i got as much as you know much conversation as i could with them and, and reminiscing on a bunch of memories and you know tim wasn't in the band anymore yeah. uh, at the time and you know they played a really long great set and one of i believe the last four or five uh was was for the world and that was always one of my favorite songs from them yep. and and you know obviously we were all having a blast and we we're packed all on top of each other uh hopefully one day we'll get to do that again yeah that's uh but I really wanted that part, like I really wanted that, that Tim part to, to stand out in the song um, the way it should have because mm-hmm. those lyrics are so important uh, to that, that track. So I, I legit just barrel rolled onto the stage, onto my feet, and, uh, <laughs> it, and, Tor, and Tori pulled away and, um, and let me do the part with Joe. And I have a longer video clip of that, actually. But at the at the end, you see, and on my Instagram, you know, I pull, I, you know, I pull off the mic and I walk off the stage, and Joe Joe just looks at everybody and he says he had the right idea. <laughs> so that was one of my all time favorite uh, shows on the road because uh, we actually get more of those than you think uh, out there uh, where where it times out and and you get like a night before a show or night before a game. I'm sorry. And you get to see an incredible show, you know, of bands that you never thought you'd see in yeah. Columbus or Detroit or. Dude, you know, I'm Pit-
0: salivating right now, but keep fin- finished. But I want to come in right after.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, just I guess to tail it off, like, you know, I got to see Jimmy World in Detroit, four year, uh, did a 10 year anniversary of Rise or Die Trying in Columbus. I uh, saw Descendants in Vegas. I saw Free Throw in San Fran, uh, Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties in anaheim um it's been a it's been fantastic it's it's been kind of crazy uh at times and it's been such a roller coaster of uh uh, you know of a time for the panthers uh, in general but i've i've really really enjoyed the ride
0: so like i I, once you started going into that like the story about you going to the transit show i was like i wonder if he gets to do that all the time like you know, when the when the Panthers are in so-and-so city, like, does he have, like, a, a moment where a show lines up with the game? Because what we always ask, like, our touring musician guests is, like, hey, like, if you're in so-and-so city and, like, you, there's a hockey game going on, like, do you try to go to hockey games? Because, like, they're super passionate about hockey. But it's, like, vice versa, where you are in the hockey world, but still are, like, Trying to use like those traveling plans to catch bands in like cities that you normally would never get to. And that's like always something that I like want to do. And like in the Northeast, I would do that. Like we would drive up to like Connecticut or Massachusetts or like upstate New York to catch shows, like just in a different scene and see how yep. it was. But like you're, you're doing it like across the country. So, that is just the coolest thing ever
2: it's always uh fun when it when it works out and uh i would say i've been on the road with them since 2015 and i would say it happens two to five times a year pending uh how lucky you are right how how the schedule ends up working out um but yeah it's it's been so cool uh the it's the worst part, I guess, is when you're on bands in town and you get to the city and you realize that they're playing either night of game or the next night mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, oh, I'm just missing them. I'm just missing them. Now, so, have
0: you been able to catch like any bands in their hometown cities?
2: I, you know. I just went and saw Knuckle Puck for their Christmas show in Chicago last year. So what was that like? It was just wall to wall. Uh, people that just loved them because it was all of their family and friends, and uh, and the and Home Safe played first, obviously, which is the basis from Knuckle Puck, mm-hmm. uh, and they they just rock live. They're so good, and same with Knuckle just really tight band live. So seeing them in Chicago was unreal. And the other one that I got to see that is uh, local to the city was I am the Avalanche uh in New York City. So I got to see him at uh Gramercy, right?
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, that that's that's something that I always wanted to like do. Like Tom and I are big Gatsby's American Dream fans and like nice. you know, they're a Seattle band. So like when they made their way to New York, yeah, there would be like kids at their show, but it wasn't like the same as a Seattle show. And I I just would always want to experience what it would be like to be in a venue where every single kid is there to see that band.
2: It's the, it's just the best, you know, like same, same with I'm the avalanche too. You know, I, they had just a lot of family and friends there and uh, just the, the natural energy of everybody and and just the love, right. Uh, That's, it just kind of oozes when uh, it's bred from that city. So Mm
1: -hmm yeah have you uh, speaking of avalanche have you had the opportunity to listen to dive yet
2: i love it yeah It'd do you cool to listen too it's quick like it's it's really really good i've listened to it the last uh last two or three days uh front to back a bunch of times so um i'm just a huge vinny fan vinny's just an excellent person he actually uh hooked me up with the wolverines uh instrumentals so i've i've got like two runaways uh in a couple videos and stuff like that so um awesome yeah i've gotten to see him in, in north carolina in florida and new york and uh every which way so he anything he touches really I, i'll listen to it
1: yeah no I, I i agree i'm uh i was i was a big movie life fan you know when i was a uh, when i was younger and uh, you know always loved avalanche and um you know we, we we had an opportunity uh you know since the movie life has kind of revamped themselves we had uh um, you know, Regan, uh, Chris Regan, who is, you know, now kind of a touring member of the movie life. We had him on the show. And, uh, um, I, you know, when you talk about, you know, you kind of made that comment about, you know, friends and family at the, you know, at the Avalanche show. And I feel like every Long Island or New York Avalanche show just tends to have that vibe no matter what. Because, you know, the, everyone in that band, you know not just Vinny, but, you know, the whole band is just so connected. And uh, they're all like they're all such great people, and they're all such approachable, wonderful people that every single you know New York avalanche show that I've ever been to just seems like like a party where like everyone is just like arm to arm, you know like holding hands, singing along, and it's just like it's such a great atmosphere. And I think, um, you know to Mikey's point, you know, getting to see to feel that atmosphere in all these different cities as you go see some of your favorite bands where you, you know where where they're from is uh um, is really in, an incredible experience
2: yeah i definitely can't say it enough that you know they're just such great dudes and, and great uh musicians so it like you said and, and you really never know what you're gonna go into and it's like a local thing like that right mm-hmm. you, you really don't know how you're gonna feel uh yep. welcomed or not but usually uh you know when when it's it, when you know that the the vibes are good. Everybody's going to be having a great time. And yeah, I, I love, uh, love
1: that band. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it really is such a, such a transformative experience. You know, uh, and I had the opportunity to see the wonder years play, um, kind of like a suite of shows at union transfer in Philly. And that was pretty unbelievable. Um, uh, I, I got to see the receiving end of sirens in, uh, you know, in, 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 Worcester, you know, Worcester. And, um, that was awesome. You know, it's just it's just a different level. Uh but it you know it's really funny though because Long Island, I, I feel like, and maybe it's just my connection to Long Island, or you know, Mikey and I's connection to Long Island. But you know, sometimes I feel like a lot of people adopted it as a home away from home. Uh, you know, transit being one of them. I mean, you know, I can't tell you how many times, um, you I know, mean, I have the opportunity to see transit on Long Island, and I, I really think it's one of the reasons why when they finally did their you know their their last run of shows they decided to specifically pick long island as a place to play just because i think it it meant so much to them and they as a band meant so much to all of us um but it's uh unbelievable really is unbelievable and um one other quick question so you know it looks like you're you're a huge every time i die fan um now I know you said that, like you kind of started your your kind of your musical journey, as it were, when you got to North Carolina. But you know, growing up in Buffalo, um, were you ever exposed to Every Time I Die while you were in Buffalo, or were you kind of too young for it? Um, and did you end up just coming back to it?
2: No, I started listening to Burial Plot Bidding War in eighth grade, so okay. uh, definitely uh, an Every Time I Die fan from the beginning. Awesome. Um, You know, I have a lot of great uh, friends in Buffalo that are all still very much involved with music. Um, You know, bands like Wild Once and Rust Belt Lights and Such Gold and Carpool, Um, you know, they all are, you know, great friends of mine that are all still doing things in music. Um, So a lot of my, you know, video work I've done for bands and stuff has been a lot of local Buffalo stuff. Okay. I mean, Western New York has. And they they just are they're another pocket of um you know emotional rock and roll you know starting from the goo-goo dolls but uh, yep. you know you go you go into you know the polar bear clubs the into it mm-hmm. over it, it's the yep. you know it, you know they all have like this Western New York uh, central New York sort of feel um to them and and I'm a sucker for it that's for sure so at any time that I can rep Buffalo bands specifically uh, I, I try to do so, uh, tenfold. Um, so that that's it, which is kind of funny because like you said, I was so young at the time, uh, in eighth grade and I, and I took some of that stuff with me to Charlotte. Um, but every time I die, it was just a staple from the get go. And, um, hot damn came out like ninth or 10th grade for me. And it was just the coolest thing. To go see them with uh, Misery Signals and Fear Before the March of Flames and uh, learn how to dance and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. There's just, uh, it, you come out of Mosh retirement any time that Every Time I Die plays because you just leave it out there, you know. Yep. It's, it's like it's the last time you're ever going to see Every Time I Die, every time you see it. Uh for some reason. It just always feels like that. And my favorite thing after the pit at every time I die is to shake everybody's hand and say good game and then everybody gets like a laugh out of that. Love um, it. But yeah, I mean I, I you know, I taught Andy Williams how not to sneeze if he didn't want to sneeze. Um I've watched uh really bad Buffalo Bills games with Jordan Buckley in Carboro, North Carolina. Uh watching them just get, you know, knocked out by the Cleveland Browns and the <laughs> Uh, you know i've gotten to see them you know at least usually twice a year every year since i was 15 years old so um missing that a lot right now
1: yeah and now andy williams is on my TV every wednesday night which no we're not I going love there. so much
2: we're not going. which there. is unbelievable and i i don't know anything about wrestling All nor good. care <laughs> but <God>. uh <laughs> but it, it is unbelievable that he's doing that and i am so happy and proud for him
1: yeah it's, it's funny you know like because the cuz you know wrestling guys you know they don't really know much some some of them do but like you know some of like the purists don't really know much about music and um it was really funny they had um one episode like they had chris jericho like on commentary and he was talking about every time i die and i think he he accidentally said that andy was the bassist oh. um, and i remember just being like no you dumb dumb Come idiot. on and then Come on. and then i think it was like the next week or the week after um he was back on commentary and he actually corrected himself for like uh another butcher and blade match he was like yeah last time i said he was the bassist he's actually the guitarist egg on my face or some shit like that and i was like good on you guys
2: but um
1: yeah yeah dude exactly but another another like group of just wonderful guys um you know and uh but yeah buffalo man you know they've got a, a great lineage of music i mean you know Obviously you brought up Polar Bear Club, which which I was chomping at the bit to bring up, you know, Pentimento from that area as well. And then um one of Mikey and I, I were well, like one of our favorite bands, um, you know, the reign of Kendo, you know, who were uh kind of like under the radar, yeah. uh, you know, but you know, a lot of people were this day and age fans, but like, you know, just another incredible band, just a lot of talent, man, for sure.
2: Oh, this day and age. My my uh my cousin dated one of those guys <laughs> at some point in time. Um. <laughs> But I, I seriously, uh, Buffalo Emotional Rock and Roll, some of the best rock and roll in the country forever and ever, like, for sure. Oh, yeah. And
0: I'm pretty sure, like, one of their main venues was, like, a skate park. Like, at least back in the day, was a skate yes, park. Back, back in
2: the day it was. I got to see a couple of shows there. I saw A Day to Remember there, which was unbelievable. Uh, cuz this is well before Homesick ever came out. Oh yeah. So this was wall to wall bonkers fun and like people are over there, you know, skating half pipes as well. So it was it was sweet.
0: <laughs> Hell, yeah. So I guess let's kind of bring it back into a little of the the Florida Panthers. So I guess a good way to kind of transition it is uh, you know, you you mentioned going to these shows on the road. Is there anyone from like the production team or like Maybe the, the, like, broadcasters who go to these shows with you? Or are you riding solo pretty much all the time?
2: So my best buddy uh, in the world, Doug Plagans, he's our radio broadcaster for the Florida Panthers. He is a fantastic person, uh, one of my best friends, and is more uh, of a skate punk kind of guy. So we did Descendants together. um in vegas which was unbelievable and he was going to see mustard plug up in san fran when we were staying in uh in san jose so he told me about that and i'm like yeah that sounds great i'd love to go see mustard plug we'd actually seen them in fort lauderdale a couple months prior and i looked up on bands in town where it was and all that and come to find out that free throw you blew it and all get out. We're playing San Fran the same night. And so we rented a minivan and we got in and out and I got a four pack of PBRs and went to the show and he dropped me off. Like your mom drops you off in the <laughs> band of the show. So he dropped me off and he went over and saw mustard plug and then came back like four hours later, picked me up and I had seen the bands that I wanted to go see. So Dougie and I have, have shared lots of shows, a lot of them down here, too, uh, at Revolution Live, uh, which is the Fort Lauderdale venue that sees a lot of your uh, your August Burns Reds, your Under Oaths, your Coheds, your, uh, your Bigger Cap stuff. So he's an excellent music guy. Uh, he would be a fantastic guest on here. He, uh, he'll he make you laugh more than I will, that's for sure. He's, he's just a riot. Love to hear it. Love to hear it.
0: Now, um, you know, I guess... It would be hard to not talk about, you know, the Florida Panthers and Newfound Glory, especially since Ian is, you know, a a diehard Panthers fan. So, like, does it still kind of, like, blow your mind when you're at a game and you're, like, are looking over and seeing the basis of Newfound Glory at, like, pretty much every game?
2: Uh, So Ian and I started our, our friendship down here very early. I was still part time doing video work for the Panthers back in 2011 12. And I was working at the pro shop at the ice den, which is our practice facility. So, cutting sticks, sharpening skates, fitting people for equipment, all that stuff. Um, So, my boss actually went to high school with Ian and uh, and Steve at the time. And he hit me up and he was like, Hey, he's like, you know, you, you like Newfound Glory, right? and he, and i was like i love newfound glory i've listened to them just you know since i was 10 years old and he's like oh cool cool like I, I went to school with them and i'm like that's great so one day middle of the week no one was in the shop it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and ian walks into the shop and he's like hey you're dave right and my boss actually had ian come in and like meet me at the shop just to like say what's up uh because he lives in coral springs where our practice facility is and uh he brought me a a a poster from the the self-titled record so very old poster and it had all of them signed and it said dave uh this is bent because it's really old (laughs) (laughs) and he signed it ian on it so from there uh you know I had actually. I actually. am treated by his brother. Uh, he's an insanely uh, talented chiropractor down here in South Florida. Um, so I, I know the whole the whole fam nowadays. Um, he's actually married to uh, Jess, who runs Revolution Live as well. So we, uh, you know, we just take care of each other, right? Like, you know, they're always at Panthers games. I'm always at shows. Uh, you know, we we try to. You know just support each other all the time and it's it's a blast like he really has like dove into being a hockey fan uh mostly and jess is definitely you know part of that like she loved going to games so uh as their relationship developed their love for the panthers sort of did too um but to me it's 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 so funny like he him and him and jess and i have a a text thread while i'm on the road and and he'll just be you know asking all the just the funniest questions Uh, you know, during games and stuff like that and uh, just cutting up. So I'm supposed to go to dinner with them next week uh, because they're uh, doing a little family trip for Thanksgiving. So um, great people. Like you said, kind of kind of shocking uh and uh hard to believe some days where you know i have like their entire discography instrumental uh to use at my disposal and also that i can see him in the crowd and put him up on the jumbotron and just (laughs) make make a fool out of him and he hates it it's great
0: that's awesome yeah you know it's it's cool to to you know obviously we we talk to numerous guys who are huge hockey fans but you know the the fact that he's like a season ticket holder and like is always at Panthers games. It is it's just cool to see, man. It 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 really is next level, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's it's called committed to the cats. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's yeah, they're they're just fantastic, and I I love I love having them at the games. It's it's fun.
0: Now, did, does he get like celebrity status when he's there? Like do, when you put him on the Jumbotron, does he then like swarm the rest of the game?
2: He tries not to, you know, he tries to keep a pretty low profile while he's there, but uh, he actually has these, he brings these custom picks that he has uh, that he plays bass with, and it has the Panthers logo on one side, and on the other side, it says, I met Ian from Newfound Glory at a Panthers game. <laughs> So smart. he brings he brings those around if people like come up and like say hello to him or something like that, which is really cool. So
0: Tom, we we totally dropped the ball going to Tampa this past season. We should have went to to Sunrise and, and found Ian in the crowd to get a sweet pick.
1: Listen, man, there's you know there's plenty of plenty of opportunities to for you to come fly down here, and then we can go to Sunrise together and catch a catch a Cats game, man. There's 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 no rule on the books that says we can't do that. (laughs) Hey,
2: you got to save something for next time. You always
1: have to save something for next time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, dude, I love
0: Fort Lauderdale, even though I know like the the beach strip area is not necessarily like by the arena, but it's still. uh, It's on my my bucket list of an
2: arena I want to check out. We we have a great building. Uh, Our building is very well kept, uh, very well put together um really good energy and it like it, like you said uh it's it's over in sunrise which is about 20 minutes away from fort lauderdale but it, man there's there's so much to do here and you know you get the game in obviously which is a lot of fun um but there's there's a ton to do in fort lauderdale i've i've loved living here for uh for these past 9 seasons and um have really made it made it a home amen so
0: I guess, uh, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse because there's no really like hockey talk. So we've been talking reverse retro jerseys till our eyes bleed. But yeah. I, I think one of the, you know, top five best jersey leaks or they're not leaks anymore at this point, but like reverse retros that I've seen top five Florida Panthers, man. Like I, I thought that, you know, bringing what you guys call it what the pouncing panda. Or, or not a pan- pouncing <laughs> pan panther what's its nickname it, it,
2: they they would call it a leaping cat, so it's a <laughs> leaping very, cat one? Okay. yeah yeah the leaping cat um i mean i love that it's uh that it's navy blue because navy blue is my favorite color so the fact that they did the 96 uh style and cut but utilize the color navy i was really excited um, because the, the actual cut lines of the of the striping and all that is actually built from the, the 1996 run, uh, you know, the year of the rat when they went to the cup final against Colorado. Uh, but the fact that the it's a navy blue jersey, I love it. Um, we actually went to a brewery here called Funky Buddha Brewing Company. Uh, they're based out of Oakland Park. And we did a, a retro... A beer release with them for the jersey so i went and shot a bunch of that stuff on friday and we'll have that released next week which i'm pretty excited about and they do a, a retro look at one of their first core beers called the floridian um which is a half a bison so it used to have uh orange zest and uh vanilla and they're gonna bring it back uh nowadays it's got uh, it's more banana and clove leaf so we, uh, we implemented it with the jersey, and they're one of our favorite partners to work with. And we were, you know, we were passing beer cans uh, with hockey sticks back in the barrel room. Uh, it, was, it was a fantastic little shoe.
0: I love it, man. I, I'm sure it's going to sell really well, and I'm sure you're going to see tons of them in the stands. And I'm all for it, man, because, like I said, they, <laughs> they knocked it out of the park with that one. I wish, sure. I wish our own team would have done the same but that's for another day
1: (laughs) you
2: know we all love the fishermen we all love it yeah
0: and it was like what we released was just so boring and so conservative and just like you know i thought this whole thing was like to, to have a little fun and to drive up revenue during these tough times and ours was kind of a snooze fest
2: there are definitely more fun ones uh you know to to choose from for sure um but i also think that you know the islanders colors have been so traditional as well so it's it's hard to to steer away from it as you know as much as like that that like aqua color that's in it um in the in like the 90s fisherman logo and stuff it'd it'd be hard to like bring that color scheme back i feel like um but yeah yeah we're we're really really happy with ours and there's been some other fun ones in the league too
0: yeah i i think it was uh you know and it came out of nowhere i i, I didn't yeah. really hear much talk about it you know during the the regular season or even during the the, the playoffs and i and then like out of nowhere they're like yeah we're getting in these refresh retros and i was like this is awesome like maybe they're gonna do the fisherman, and then was very disappointed but they're not going to wear them that often anyway. So it's really not that, you know, much of like a debate or really like controversial or anything like that. It's for a few games.
2: Yeah. Third jerseys are great because they're never forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So,
2: it, you, so you can make a mistake with one and then it's, it's, it doesn't come back if you don't want it to. Exactly.
0: So, um, I guess let, let's, uh, let's hear some, of the artists that you have up, up and coming that you're planning on putting on some of these, uh, Florida Panthers videos so that we can look out for them.
2: So I actually just shot a music video for the first time in 10 years, uh, up in Buffalo. Uh, it's a band called wild once like O N C E. Um, I don't know if you guys know the band, uh, Rust Belt Lights or Daggermouth, Mouth, but, uh, X Absolutely. members from those bands. Um, so we were able to uh we're able to do a two-day shoot um with them really excited about that release i think they're shopping it right now as far as a premiere is concerned but um wild once they're they're really just a, a solid atmospheric um almost uh has like a 90s alternative vibe to it um but just true like buffalo rock and roll awesome um, I just got the instrumentals for uh Charmer. They're from Lansing, Michigan.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh sure, uh,
2: for Ivy? For Ivy, yeah.
1: Great record, man. Great yes,
2: record. Yes, sir. It's one of my favorites of the year. Mm. Uh, that's for sure. And uh and then I also I'm I'm also in with Pure Noise. So I I've been throwing some uh Four Year Strong brain pain from earlier in the year. Great. Uh Belmont Spanish love songs uh oh so oh so uh you know just anybody that i can get in there um that are good friends free throw tiny moving parts i don't know all all the homies awesome
1: yeah that's great um and um you know i guess so there um are there any any bands that you've been listening to lately that you kind of want to throw a signal boost up on other than you know like wild once any other bands that? You, know, you can think of that maybe that are from you know Florida that need a little love, or you know anything that you can kind of think the signal boost.
2: You know the Out of Time boys, obviously they. I think they're dropping a uh, Machine Gun Kelly cover, oh, pretty it's so soon. good. Uh, I said it uh, to
0: me, and it's so good.
2: Oh, good, good. That's fantastic. Um, really cool. And then uh, right now, one of my favorite records uh, this year is from a band called Carpool. And it's called Erotic Nightmare Summer, and they're out of Rochester. And it's just one of the coolest, like, brash punk emo bands uh, that I've ever heard. There's really, really interesting uh, instrumentation, and it's just fresh. It's just really fresh. So um, don't have the instrumentals yet, uh, good buddies, but, um, you know, really, really love listening to that record for sure. Awesome.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, I just started, um, getting back into, into record collecting. Um, I was really deep into it like five or six years ago, like in a bad way, like in a put yourself in debt sort of way. (laughs) So, uh, I've, I've only dipped my toe back into it, but like, I've realized in that lapse of not collecting records, so many great records came out that like, I feel like I need to have. Um, and I finally got my hands on uh, a record by this band called Gleamer. Um, yep. I I, are you familiar with them? I know all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're into like the, the whole nineties alternative, kind of like, you know, sort of melodic indie rock sort of deal, um, their newest record down through is, is the way to go. And, uh, I mean, as far as like atmospheric is concerned, if you can get your hands on those instrumentals, like I bet you, they'd, uh, give you the exact ethos that you need sometimes. Cause, uh, it's, um, it's right there, man. It's right there with like your. You know, kind of in that in that turnover last balance record sort of vein, where it's like kind of smoothed out, and it's just great, man. But uh
2: you're getting there's... excited. That sounds crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, man. Go go check it out. Go check it out. But I'll, I'm uh, on your recommendation. I'm gonna check out Carpool just because that seems like it's uh it's right down my alley too. Yeah, it's, and that's the one thing I love about you know getting to do this podcast. I mean, we get to talk about hockey, which you know everyone loves, but you know my first love has has always been been music and getting to uh you know interface with people who have the same you know kind of love for it that i do and getting to learn about new music is just uh kind of the icing on the cake of this whole deal i'll be you know i'll be real you know
2: it's it's a truly a, a a really cool experience that i get to be on the road with these guys 160 to 180 days of the year um you know the work is tough the hours are long uh the sleep is minimal uh (laughs) but but you're you're in with these guys and and you're able to do these uh, you know be a part of this this team and family but when you do have that off time during the you know time on the road uh for myself it's a it's a lot of breweries and record stores so um bringing home records uh you know and being able to go to a lot of stores and support them directly has been like part of the you know it's also just such a cool thing uh and bonus that you know i'm able to you know go to sonic boom records in toronto or i'm able to go to newberry comics in boston or uh you know plenty of other excellent record stores throughout you know uh the united states and canada and continue collecting so i do know i do know what you mean uh you know the retail therapy hit a little hard during the quarantine while we (laughs) weren't um while we weren't playing and stuff like that so i had to get a couple like grail records that like i i couldn't find in stores that i could only buy on discogs but i never spend too much though i have a very strict strict like dollar limit that i won't go over so
1: that's good yeah um i mean nowadays i've I've set that limit for myself, but back in the day I did not so you know if there was a, you know an old like deep elm record that like I could only get in Germany like
2: oh, yeah.
1: you you bet your ass I was spending thirty five bucks on the record and thirty five bucks on shipping like like, I, it meant, I, like it meant nothing to me, but uh yeah. no longer
2: no, like, no. my no, my, my hard
1: my hard cap is fifty like'm not spending more than fifty bucks on the on a record and and I won't spend. 50 bucks on a record more than once a month. Like I just won't do it. So no,
2: no. <laughs> no, that's, it's the, it's the best part. And, and having it, uh, you know, just the obvious, you know, favorite parts are, you know, the tangible artwork being so yeah. much larger yep. and, you know, color variants and stuff like that. I'm not one mm-hmm. to, uh, have more than one of a record, but I, you know, you, you love the surprise of a, of a nice variant, uh, you know, a nice gatefold. So there's yeah. nothing better.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But we could we could go on talking about this for for forever. And uh, I, I don't want to bore our listeners talking about vinyl because all of a sudden I'm going to get I'm going to get yelled at by my well, co-host. The handle just, here.
0: Hey, be... as long as it's not wrestling, Tom. See, I, I didn't cut you off. You can talk about <laughs> as much vinyl as you want. But once you start talking wrestling, that's where I have to to lay the hammer
1: listen man you know if if we if we end up landing andy williams you just you're screwed because it's <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll do i'll do that interview by myself then maybe i don't know
0: <laughs> it, it's probably for the best oh i love it
1: <laughs> all
0: right well dave dude it's been a blast chatting and you know it sounds like you still have family in charlotte and you're not too far from tom so hopefully we can keep in touch and you know maybe catch a show in charlotte or you know, Tom and I can come down and catch a, a game at sunrise, but definitely want to to keep in touch, man. And, you know, if you ever need some, like, you know, independent artists that, you know, you don't have to, like, step through loops with copywriting stuff and whatnot. You know, we've, we've had a a good share of really awesome unsigned bands that I'm sure would love to send you instrumental tracks. So just say the word and I can hook you up.
2: And I really appreciate that. That sounds fantastic. It's been unbelievable getting to chat, uh, you know, catch up with you guys for the first time. And uh, like you said, we'll, we'll definitely hang in Charlotte hundred uh, percent. And we got to get you guys down here for some games when, when that happens and uh, looking forward to doing this again and anything you guys ever need to, uh, you know, please let me know.
1: Amen, Thanks dude. so much. Yeah. We, we really appreciate your time. And, you know, giving us some insight as to, you know, what you do. And uh, it is super cool. You know, we don't always get an opportunity to, uh, you know, like I said, we, we typically, you know, talk to people who are in bands and that love hockey, but, you know, ever since we've started kind of branching out and and speaking to people that have different roles that also, um, you know, love this music that we love, it it is, it is just super cool. So uh, we really do appreciate you, you giving us some insight as to, you know, what goes on in the background, all the hard work you do, and, uh, you know, everything that you produce and, you know, now it's going to be something that, uh, you know, I'm going to just look at a little bit harder and deeper just because I know exactly what goes into uh, the blood, sweat and sweat and tears of what you do. So, um, you know, we, we tremendously appreciate your time and, and you know, your contributions to to the Panthers and to hockey in general and, uh, you know, keeping all this music we love, uh, you know, in everyone's face because that's that's what's most important to me, you know.
2: Same here. It's been a true pleasure to be able to do that. For, for everybody you know both on the the hockey side and the music side and i'm definitely looking forward to continuing to do so and i uh, can't wait to talk some more records and hockey with you guys soon
0: all right man you take care dude be well boys take care
1: Back on the other side after our interview with uh with Dave Courtney. And um man, first and foremost, I mean, I I just I gotta talk about how like emphatic and how great of an interview that was. Um, and you know, not to single Dave out, but you know, every time we do an interview, after the interview, we usually, you know, kind of chat with uh with our, our guests a little bit just to, you know talk about how we promote the episodes and everything and like you know dave and i we just like ended up having a conversation for like an extra 45 minutes so much so that mikey was like hey guys uh i gotta go because my mom needs to watch this movie and um like it wasn't even a movie it was uh the crown which is awesome uh, by the way and speaking of the crown uh i have not watched it yet but my fiance has blazed through the first season she loves it. She loves all of that like period show kind of stuff where it's like from the past. She's all about it. But um, wasn't John Lithgow was in it, right? He he was playing Winston Churchill, wasn't he?
0: That's the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was playing hmm. Churchill, and like that's the awesome. Original. I, I love him.
1: Love him. But point of, the point I'm making is that um, you know when you get to to meet and you know kind of conversate with someone who is had such great experiences and done so much. It's like, you, you never really want to stop talking to them. And that's kind of how I feel, feel with Dave, just because, you know, throughout this interview, he just told us, you know, all of this awesome stuff that he got to do, including kind of the reverse of what we always ask, uh, you know, band members when we have them on, we're like, Hey, you know, when you're out there on tour, are you able to catch a hockey game? And in this particular construct, it's like, Hey Dave, while you're out there with the the cats, Are you able to, you know, catch shows during your off time? And, you know, not really surprisingly, I shouldn't say it surprised me at all, but, you know, tons, tons of shows all over the the country. And, you know, he's been able to see, you know, bands play hometown shows and all this stuff. So I I think that's super cool. But um, I think one of the coolest things, though, is how he's used his influence, um, you know, in having these relationships with, smaller bands and bigger bands to, you know, be able to use their music on these awesome videos that he produces and just getting their like, you know, their likeness kind of out there into the world. Um, I thought that was super cool. What about you?
0: Dude, it's it's what we talk about all the time. Like there must have been someone at EA Sports that was like Dave, who was like, hey, I'm going to make these soundtracks for all these NHL games. I like these bands. I'm going to just put them on there because I like them. Oh, yeah. And I think other people will like them. And then, like, look what it's done. It's created all of these fans of alternative music, Mm -hmm. like, in an avenue where you wouldn't think alternative music fits. Yeah. And then, like, same with what Dave's doing. You're you're, you're watching, like, a community relations video for the Florida Panthers, but then hearing a Keep Flying song. Like, it's just so awesome. And it's just so funny because I remember specifically – because Florida Panthers are one of the organizations that I just follow on Twitter. And I saw that video and I was watching the video and I'm like, wait, that's a keep flying song. Like what the (laughs) hell? Like (laughs) I need to figure out who is the man or woman behind that. And I kind of just like forgot about it. And then through the out of time guys, they were like, yeah, we know this guy that works for the Florida Panthers that does all their videos. And I like started like my, gear started grinding i was like wait i wonder if that's the guy that did that keep flying so like all the pieces kept falling into place and then yeah man sure enough a couple <laughs> of months later we got dave the man behind that on our podcast and it was just so cool and it's way deeper than i thought it was yeah. originally like i thought maybe it was just like a rant like maybe i thought keep flying sent their tracks to him and we're like hey would you ever be willing to do this but it's like kind of the other way around, which makes it even more special.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's
0: kind of like what I love about doing this podcast is that you have a little bit of an influence. You you kind of have a little bit of a platform to showcase the music that you love so much. Absolutely. And that's that's why I keep coming back. Like, I, I honestly, you know, getting to talk with you on the weekly is awesome and getting mm-hmm. to interact with our fans is is awesome. But if, if someone like a couple of years down the road comes up to me, and is like, Hey, like so-and-so is my favorite band, like of all time because of bar down breakdown. Yeah. Just like right? be so fulfilling.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, you know, that's kind of, again, that's the reason why we do this. I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, getting to be, a part of the hockey podcast network is like something that like, I never would have thought this podcast would have been able to achieve. You know, I, I thought we were just messing around for for 50 or 60 episodes. And then all of a sudden, you know, we started getting the opportunity to uh, you know reach out to some really special people. And uh, you know, the podcast just keeps growing and growing. And I, I really think it's um, it's an incredible thing. Um, you know, and I think that kind of ties into, you know, all of this wonderful stuff that we we have the opportunity to do with the podcast. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about it, but, um, you know, we have our collaboration with, um, you know, with with Coast to Coast Hockey, with our, our new shirt designs that are coming out, uh, you know, with all the extra cool little things that we're doing. And I think it's kind of humbling to know that, like, this is where we are now, you know, where, you know at first it was just like, Oh, I I get to talk to a from saves a day. Like, well, you know, uh, I could tick that one off and, you know, we could, you know, podcast done. Cool. But then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, I get to talk to Jake from August Burns red. Yeah. Okay, cool. Check that one off. You know, the podcast ends tomorrow. That's, that's fine. But now I just, um, as we're approaching, you know, our hundredth episode, which we're working on some really cool stuff for, uh, it's kind of unbelievable. And I think, um, You know, having, um, you know, a a guest like Dave on just kind of proves that, you know, we're we're not just reaching out to, you know, guitar players and vocalists and stuff. We really want to kind of pull the veil back on how deep the connection between alternative music and hockey goes. And, uh, you know, having Dave was just a a tremendous thing because he was a great interview and what he does for the game. And what he does for the music that we love is just tremendous, man. It, it You know, you can't get any better than that. You really can't.
0: No, I, I, it, I guess like the, the next like bucket list thing is to, to get someone who had their hand in those EA Sports video games. Like that's kind of the next next item on my bucket list is, on your bucket list. Yeah, trying I mean... to figure
1: out who who is behind that. I mean, listen, you know, you gotta, we just gotta dig deep and, uh, I'm, I'm sure someone will, will poke their head head out and just be like, oh yeah, I know, you know, this guy who, you know, curated the soundtracks or this guy who did this. So we will sleuth it out. I promise you, we will sleuth it out. Um, but on that note, let's, uh, let's not take up any more of your time. Uh, we are, uh, like I said, really, really excited. This interview was a great one. Um, and, uh, you know, Dave music is alive and well. (laughs) And um, Dave actually recommended a couple of bands to us uh, in uh, Wild Once and Carpool, both of whom are from Buffalo and um,
0: or Western New York. One of them, I think, is Rochester, but Rochester, Rochester. Buffalo, same thing,
1: Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, you know, but um, and if uh, if Pat Farley happens to listen to this, you know, he loves Buffalo. Mikey Ryan, who is the co-host of this podcast, he loves upstate New York. So everyone loves upstate New York. So
0: um... when you mentioned that, you know, the fact that I you 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 and Pat Farley actually would always just make a joke like, oh, this band's from upstate New York. Mikey Ryan must love them. And it's kind of true. And like, I didn't really (laughs) put put it together. But Dave mentioned it, too. Like upstate New York has like just real emotional, heartfelt rock and roll. Like, yeah, they're great. It's. You know, I think it comes with the territory, you know, it's it's blue collar, hardworking people that pour their heart into things. And um it, it is true. I, I do love a lot of upstate New York bands, and that is why the hashtag for my wedding was just loves upstate
1: loves upstate. And I, and I think the reason that there's such good, you know, sad, sappy music out of Buffalo and the whole western New York area is probably just because. Of the Buffalo as Bills. such gold, as such gold, eloquently put it four super bowls, no rings. <laughs> There's I mean, when you, probably
0: a lot of correlation there
1: when you endure that kind of heartbreak, uh, you know, all you could do is pour your heart into some music. So I, I think that, uh, that has a lot to do with it, but, uh, you know, again, we, we really appreciate Dave and, and taking the time. Uh, we hope you enjoy, uh, you know, some of the, uh, extra music we're putting up. Uh, you'll hear a song from carpool and, and wild once. Um, and uh, like I said, that out of time cover, man, uh, we really hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you know, as much as we did, make sure that you pre-save it on December 11th uh, or before December 11th. So when it drops on December 11th, it'll be uh, you know right there in your library and you can listen to it until your ears bleed. Um, you know, we love those boys so much and uh, you know, we can't wait for, uh, for the next thing that they end up doing. So, um, I'll end it here uh, again. Happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. We hope you had a great one. And uh, anything you got to add, Mikey?
0: Probably, but <laughs> I can't think <laughs> of it right now. I got mashed potatoes on my brain.
1: Listen, you got mashed potatoes on the brain. I get it. Get get some cream cheese and make those, make those mashed potatoes. And um, that's what we're going to do. So, guys, thank you so much for uh, your continued support. Again, check out uh, all of our back episodes. Check out uh, the Hockey Podcast Network and all of the awesome content that they have for you as well. And hopefully you'll find your other favorite podcast, other than ours, of course. And, uh, you know, just keep listening to us. So eventually uh, the day that we beat Chicklets is is immortalized. And that's all I got, okay?
0: All right, Tom. It's been real. (laughs) Peace
1: be with you. And also with you.
0: Nightmare summer
1: The Islanders Never Say Die podcast, your one-stop shop for Islanders news, analysis, and opinions. Featuring the biggest personalities in sports podcasting, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That's right, TJ. If you want your opinions viewed through orange and blue colored glasses from an Islander Bobo and charter member of the Inlui Trust crowd, you'll love the measured commentary from TJ. On the other hand, if you want the unvarnished truth of a hockey purist, a genius, a legend, And an all-around great guy? The grumpy old man's insane ramblings will be just what you need to survive each and every week.
0: An all-around great guy?
1: Well, we also have weekly installments of Stump the Grump, an absolute fan favorite. Make sure to participate in our live streams and listen every Monday and Thursday to the bi-weekly podcast. You can find the Islanders Never Say Die podcast on The Hockey Podcast Network.